but real quick, just to make sure we're getting something. <sighs> we sure are. Ugh, did that burp come through? I don't know. You gasping for air might have, but <laughs> I'm going to the burp made <laughs> One can dream. Hello and welcome to What a Relief, the untold story of the arts tenure in the Olympics. My name is Bernadette Sefik and my pronouns are they, them. And my name is Elizabeth Riggs and my pronouns are she, her. And uh, you heard it here first. The Olympics have started. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Actually, I really hope you've already heard it. <laughs> Wait, oh no, wrong audience. It's just too funny. It doesn't matter. I hope you, you heard it here first. I hope we're breaking this international news to you today. Yeah, actually, NBC gave us some rights to break the news. They said we'll pre-tape. We'll wait for you to drop. <laughs> we promised these just two schmucks out in Colorado that they could get first dibs on the hot, hot goss. I've been thinking a lot about there's those ads that come up while you're watching the Olympics every once in a while that are like, no redistribution without the express written consent of NBC. And I like the idea that it does have to be like an old timey formal writing with like a wax seal. (laughs) My good man. My good man. Are you willing to partner with me? Dearest Bernadette and Elizabeth, do I entreat you with the honor of announcing our Olympics? (laughs) Dearest uh, head of NBC, the devil himself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who that wasn't hot commentary. I don't know who owns NBC. I just know it's one of those like someone that's living that good life, not paying taxes. Yeah, probably. They're owned by Warner Brothers, and which is owned by GE, which yeah, also this produces. Yeah, getting grosser. You hear who you're straining together in the same sentence? Yeah, it's getting. Nasty. I like how I like how the United States government was like, we're going to make sure monopolies don't exist, but as long as you want to sell all of microwaves. And NBC, I guess that's fine. <laughs> Fuck off. But conglomerates are hot. Like, okay, thank you, thank you, government. I think synergy was a hot button word for way too long, and we did not understand the ramifications. Gag. I hate that word. I really do. I've always like. Anytime someone uses the word synergies, I just I do write them off a little bit. I was like a good hang. Well, how could I you I bet not? they upgraded their job, but I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to actually, I actually think they're probably worse at their job because uh, they're using, like, zeitgeist bu- buzzwords. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like uh, media graphics, youth engagement, yep. and <laughs> synergenetic uh, media rollout. And, and you know what else? Uh, roadblocks. Oh! <laughs> Blockers. That's what I meant. <laughs> you mean blockchain? <laughs> No, I was just trying to get in there, and apparently I don't know. I don't know the words that I think I know. You know what I'm saying? Can I offer you, next time, just uh, blockchain, Bitcoin, those are really, those are hot. I'd rather not. Honestly? I'd rather come in with roadblock. Construction (laughs) potholes. If only we could edit this out so Elizabeth could save face. Well, anyway. And thank you, judges. That was our just submission for coming in the hottest at the top of a podcast. We're hoping to place at least silver. Absolutely. So that was our synchronized cold open for a podcast (laughs) in the limited series uh, category. Now, what I thought that uh, Bernadette and Elizabeth did very well there mm. um, was a lot of back and forth, a lot of sharing of that energy. But not, as, as uh, athlete Elizabeth put, any synergy. Because, yes. good lord. And I, would, I will say, uh, where those points got deducted was neither of them knew where it was going. No <laughs> hands on the reins. stop it. No, it was, it was full steam, no uh, direction. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, it looks like we got a new metal and it's platinum. Well, the hottest. Oh my god! Also, the goodest. <laughs> Congratulations right. on behalf of no country wanting you. <laughs> so the Olympics have started, and I have been watching them for the first time in my entire life, and it's I'll wow. tell you both a wild ride. Yes, and exactly what you expect a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah, a little, a little bit more boring than I thought. I don't want to. I know this is an Olympics podcast, yes. but what I mean is, is that they have coverage all day. 
Yes. And yet they somehow simultaneously have too much, like, ramp slash, like, promo material. Sure. And not enough showing me, like, the, what do they call them? The, like, um, non-main sports. Sure. Like, they'll just be like, and he won in sharpshooting. And I'm like... I wanted to watch it. I wanted to see that. I totally agree. There are just definitely, because it is a televised event. Because it's a televised event? (laughs) Because it's a televised event, you are playing to ratings. So they are definitely leaving off sports that they're like, just nobody really tunes in for this. And we could just cover more of the qualifying rounds of all the popular sports. I hate it, though. I know. It's a bummer. Uh, Okay. All right. But we can get into that later. Yes. Um, Yes. I have recognized that while watching it for the first time, I was uh, curious on, it kind of seems like U.S. dominates, just like in so oh, many yes. ways. Yes. Um, and on our next episode, I did a little deep dive on why the U.S. might um, dominate more than others. Sure. Um, but I wanted to know if that's true. And I I heard from the grapevine that you came in today <laughs> to tell me a little, a little something about something. You are the only person alive who knows what I am covering today. Okay, I admit it. I talk to myself. I give myself fun new news, Elizabeth. You're not going to believe this. I say, good morning, Bernadette. The headlines are, you're feeling bad today. And Elizabeth's going to cheer you up with some fun facts later. Truly, I hope facts are the things that make you the happiest. Because I got some hot facts today. Uh, happiest, You're maybe. about to get vaccinated. But horny, for sure. Facts make me horny. There it is. <laughs> okay, so, yes. You asked a great question, and it just so happens that I have prepared material to answer exactly that question, which is the medal counts of individual countries. In particular, what would those counts have been if they had been allowed to keep their medals from all of the arts competition mm. that went on? Because, I love it. folks may not know, all medals that were given out for the arts do not count towards their official medal count in the Olympics anymore. Bullshit. Here's the reason that I genuinely do think this is garbage. We have sports that have come and gone from the Olympics, and yeah. those medals, as far as I know, still count towards the official medal count of each individual country. They totally country. do. Why would, then, these events that were hosted by the Olympics, and people put an awful lot of effort into, in their own unique ways... Why would those no longer count if, like, say, oh, baseball's brand new and softball, and then they're not even going to be a part of the Olympics next uh, Summer Olympics? Yeah. Uh, at least baseball and softball won't be. And then they're going to bring them back after the, the, the next set of games in yeah. Paris. I don't know why. All that to say, I am very for them keeping the medal counts all together, all combined, everything counting, but that's not how it goes. So here's what's going on. I did pull a chart. Oh, look at it. She's sassy. It's it's a nice chart. Thank you, the internet slash Wikipedia, which is part of the internet. <laughs> um, so the chart ranks countries uh, based on who has uh, received the most gold medals, uh, even if a country has actually gained more medals just that aren't gold. Mm. So these are people that have the top gold. Okay. So uh, of the arts medals that were given out, Germany came away with the most gold medals at seven. They also had seven silver and nine bronze for a total of 23. This is just in the arts? Just in the arts. Okay. For those, like, couple decades that this was going on. They do have you, an insane number of medals, not just 23. Do you think that has a little something to do with that one summer uh, <laughs> in Berlin, 36? Yeah, I, w- I wonder if we'll dive into that. <laughs> maybe. Maybe Bernadette would be willing to take us there at Maybe some point. episode seven. We'll do a deep dive. <laughs> On that exact subject. Amazing. Uh, just little little previews for you, listeners. Honestly, keep them wrapped for in. For you. Keep them coming back. We don't owe you anything. This is a gift. <laughs> so Germany with the Germany most Germany with the most gold. gold. Italy came in second with five golds from the arts. France also with five. U.S. with four. Great Britain with three gold medals in fifth place. Okay. For number of gold. So the final totals of all medals. Yes. You will notice down here. That there is not an equal number of medals given out of each kind. We've got 45 gold that were given out during the arts, 53 silver, (laughs) and 49 bronze. These numbers should absolutely be the same if you think about it, but we have learned from past segments that there were not usually an equal number of competitors, uh, and people were given, like, 
we're giving out two golds for this one or just two silvers. And it's like, or a lot of times where there wasn't like, there was a couple times where I remember when I was researching for the music one, like there was only one person who submitted for one of the categories. So they gave him silver. So like, there you go. Another silver count, but like no gold, no bronze. Exactly. So that's why the numbers are skewed. And (laughs) probably what only added to the argument that, Hey, these aren't actually going as well as they ought to be for like an international competition. It's like, Whatever. All I'm saying is those those medals should still count. So, uh, fun fact, uh, Monaco, the country of Monaco, came in dead last on this chart with only one bronze medal that was awarded to Julian Medicin. Okay. For, okay. Who won a bronze medal for architecture at the 1924 Paris Olympics. I'm obsessed. I love this. Yes. Um, I, like, I'm so sorry about my <laughs> ignorance. Okay. Monaco is different than Monaco. Um, you know what? <laughs> no! Did you? <laughs> I said it wrong. <laughs> funny, I feel like I've only ever read so that word. funny. Damn it. So it's... <laughs> what is this? Oh, God. Monaco. Oh, God. I don't know if that's going to make the episode. No. I think it has to, but I don't want it to. That was my job. My job. So little in my life, Elizabeth. (laughs) I have so little, and this is 98% of it. (laughs) That was incredible. Okay, let's try to remember what we were talking about. (laughs) So there was a man named uh, Jay Medicine from Monaco who won a bronze. Monaco, yeah. Okay. Great Google. I could have just listened. <laughs> Fun fact about Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so scared that, like, there was a whole country I didn't know about. It's Mo- I'm so sorry. You're going to have to tell me one more time how to say it. Monaco? Monaco. So like, I'm Monica, sure, but Monaco? Yeah, like, isn't it famous for being, like, um... Like, a, like a, a party country for rich people? All I know is that now I look back at saying... Monaco, and I can't believe I even said that. I'm curious when it's come up for you before. Not okay. Well, if it's literally the playground of the rich, then yeah, no, it's not like something I'm like chatting about, uh, being exposed to. Let me look this up. Uh, can I just finish with my fun fact? Yeah, please do. It's one of the densest countries in the world. Really? It's smaller than Central Park in New York City, with an area of just 0.78 square miles and a population of. 38,300 people. In Monaco? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Monaco? <laughs> that's crazy. So wait, have you ever heard of uh, Monte Carlo? Yes. Is okay. that, that's in that country? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. God. Fun fact about me, and I'm just going to say, <laughs> I, I think I have a leg up because I've actually been to Monaco. Okay. I was traveling from... You talk like one that's been. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, my, it's only my pronunciation. I was traveling from Nice um, over, no, I was traveling to Nice from Italy, and we had to drop off the car in Monaco. Got it. And uh, we scratched it really bad, so. Oh. I just had some visceral memories. Got it, got That's it. That's the okay. only reason. It's imprinted. That's the only reason. I just want to say that there's so much to know. Yes. Like, that. sometimes it can be hard to know it all, even if the resource is there to know it. <laughs> and can I And can I be quite frank? This is an, an Olympic history podcast, not a fucking <laughs> geography podcast. Guess who's okay? part of the Olympics? Countries! <laughs> Nations of the world! <laughs> so, okay. yeah. You know what? I'm going to just try to wrap this up nice and tight. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a whole second page because of this dang graph. <laughs> Say more, please. They're not sure how many medals in total were given out at the arts. As we've talked about before, it was between 147 and 151. I've seen those numbers in multiple places. They're just not 100%. Any, no one's agreeing okay. on how many were given out. And those that have been awarded during the arts portion of the Games from 1912 to 1948, as I mentioned, were officially stricken from the Olympics and currently do not count. And why? No one, again, can really agree why. They think it boiled down to the fact that they weren't getting a great um, attendance rate from people actually coming to the events as they were hosting them at the Olympics. It was very challenging to get artists to actually participate. 
which is fine. And sometimes judges would just withhold up to 13 medals in one Olympics for a variety of reasons. So I think it just sounded like it was a lot of fucking work and people just gave up on it. Do you say withhold up to 13 medals? In one Olympics. So as in, like, there's, like, say, 10 contributors and they still only, like, award a bronze? Up to, yeah. Like, I mean, across the board. Like, they're just, like, different categories that they were just, like, no medals oh. for this one, no medals yeah, for Yeah, which one. I feel like you brought up. I did. I just, like, seeing it all those stats up together yeah. is so disorienting. Yes. I, and I'm frustrated that we don't have more knowledge. I think... What's really, really funny about this podcast is the clarity that we jumped right into it. Yes. And then found out that no one documented it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why clearly this subject has remained untouched for a podcast. Some might say the untold story. (laughs) Yeah, no. And guess what? We're not out here telling it. We're just... We're trying to find it, too. Yeah, we're, we thought we, we were going to tell you the story. In fact, been told. We're just telling you how sad it is that we can't find it. Um, <laughs> and no. we're asking for help. It's just really fascinating to me that they just didn't tell anyone, like, why they didn't fill the slots if they were there. Mm. Why, yeah. Yep. That's... Agreed. Because those judges were a little bit maybe too picky. Although, I will say, I could to. you see, like, what if you got three paintings and they were just, like, so shitty. Yeah. Like, just some big poop smears. Like, I I can imagine being like, do I have to? (laughs) Do I have to? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. One poop smear, very Christ pissed. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. very, very avant-garde. But three? Three separate? Like, that at that point, it's cheap. At that point, it's just, it's a sign of the times. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I do still have to tell you more. Please, I'm so excited. (gasps) Okay. The U.S. has the most gold medals won during the Summer Games of all time at 2,523 medals, which it'll be great for you to dive into this because it's an outrageous number. I'm so sorry. Can you say that stat They have won 2,523 medals at the Olympic Games. Yes. Them being the U.S., which is also partially me. Mm, Unfortunately. even partially you. Rip, dude. They also have the most gold medals won in the Summer Games in particular. So they've won over 2,500 medals in general, but they've won... Uh, 1,022 gold medals out of that, so they're just crushing. Yeah. It just is, the stats are insane. Uh, But Norway has won more total overall medals at the Winter Games because Norway's out there just like living that winter life. I love that for them. 24-7-365. We're going to crush you. I also really like the specification in dominance. Yes. I was thinking about that. I was watching... You know, it was funny, on our very first episode, we talked about our least favorite Olympic sports. Yes. And having not watched them in a really long time, I was like, I think it's swimming. And I can now say, very affirmatively, I fucking yeah. hate swimming. <laughs> and it's most of the Olympics, and I hate it. But there's this one girl who dropped one of the competitions she qualified for, uh-huh. so she could focus on a different stroke. Yeah. And I thought that was, like, really fascinating. Sure. Um, so it kind of makes sense. I like that. I like that Norway Yes. Um, was just, like... You know what? Let's not pretend. We've got no beaches. We've got no summer fun. Yeah. You know what we do have? Snow and big ass sleds. (laughs) Let's go. We figured out ways to put a sled on any part of your body. (laughs) And now it's a sport. (laughs) Like, whoa. Okay. Um, So I was curious, if the arts medals had been left in the total count for each country, would there have been any upsets? In short, there are no upsets. Uh, (laughs) Because the number's too big. The numbers are too big for the people at the top. And the numbers of uh, actual Olympic medals given out for the arts is too small to tip the scales in any major way. The closest we came to an upset is if you factor in the artistic medals is that France would still be one away from overtaking Germany. Like, they, they're they still in the same position. Oh, fascinating. Uh, on the chart with fourth overall medals with Germany ahead of them. Oh, so they I love would, that. So they would come closer, but still would be behind. Okay. So, like, I think that's all I had on that. Also, considering Germany's, like connection to their own past and how ashamed they are I mean seemingly of like they actually teach about the holocaust and how horrible it was and I specify that because like obviously the US has had uh, just millennia of horrible genocide and we we are actively currently today trying, trying to make not sure to chat about it. that we don't We'll just make it a national it. holiday, but we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. D- please, please don't teach children about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I can imagine that they were like, you know what? Those art medals from the Holocaust, 
that's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Honestly, totally. yes. We don't. We don't have to have them. I'm very excited for us to drop the episode where you chat about the Nazi takeover of the Olympics, basically, because yeah. it will, I think, add even more color to these stats. But yes, I'm sure Germany was like, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> no, no, like don't you worry know about what? it. We'll try. We'll try again next year. Yeah. No need to go back. Hey, uh, circle back to me, okay? <laughs> yeah. So all that to say. That was uh, uh, some stats I'd always been curious about. Would the medals, if left in from the arts, have played any big part in, you know, moving somebody up Swing or down? Swing But also, kind of the same people that are dominating in sports were dominating in arts as well. There's not a lot of difference mm. in, like, the folks at the top. I think it was just also, like, some some countries have just had tons of resources to throw at these things. Since, like, the dawn of time. Yes. And that's very apparent in the numbers. So, I'm going to talk about that on the next episode, but just, like, resources and, like, what that looks like sure. for countries winning medals mm. anyway there it is your numbers corner oh thank you elizabeth Elizabeth. i did enjoy those numbers tasty the letters of numbers oh it's probably time for today in sports 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 like can you i'm so sorry i really need more of that of that operator like um Sound because I loved how much it sounded like a sci-fi gun. I was going for like that the daily double sound on Jeopardy. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? A hundred percent. Now you try to do it. Okay. No one can go fast enough to recreate it well. It's okay. It's okay. It's time for today in sports, though. Ding 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 ding. Hello? Operator, we've got a new message. What is it, Captain? Oh, it's coming in fast. It's coming in quick. We'll never survive. No, no, no. Let me handle it. It's just a today in sports. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. We've introed this segment for longer than the segment times. will be. Yep. And we're just going to breeze right through it. So <laughs> thanks for stopping by this 100%. So this, uh, today in sports, we're actually just going to dive in on that. I mean, obviously the Olympics are already in full swing. Sure are. But you did hear it from us you first. Remember how we brought that to you earlier in the 100%. Pod? But I we're just going to... still shaking up. Yeah, they're like, what? Whoa. On what channel? I got to sit down. Unfortunately, I'm fucking Peacock. I mean, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, on Not- Cop- Cockatoo, a non-brand name. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's talk about these, the these opening, opening ceremony. ceremony moments that we had. Yeah, I really want to talk about it. So I, I watched the opening ceremony. Yes. But like I said, I haven't watched an opening ceremony, like, ever. So I, Dang, you know, okay. I was really enjoying it. I yeah. was having, like, a lot of fun with it. Yeah. There were some pretty crazy moments. Yes. Specifically the drone parade. Yes. Um, I don't even get me wrong. I saw it and I was like, this is dumb. And by the end, I was like, it's beautiful. <laughs> this is beautiful. One this is God's over. work. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. But I saw, like, a lot of the coverage of the opening ceremonies uh-huh. was, like, how lackluster, how less than yeah. previous years, yeah. how... It dropped, like, 38% in the ratings as a uh, as a program people were watching. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people weren't tuned in. So, so. Will, you, will you tell me, like, your impression of this versus mm-hmm. other ones you've seen? And, like, was it really that, quote-unquote, like, lackluster? I think here's, here's the problem. And not... not okay. We were just talking about general allocation of resources, which, of course, it sounds like we'll be talking about again soon. <laughs> but there are just some countries that have so much money that they've thrown at the opening ceremony alone. Like, uh, the Beijing Games, it was insane. They had yeah. thousands and thousands of people as dancers and performers. Holy shit. And t- just very intense, like, entire, like... Like, the, that whole open floor where they have tons and tons of events yeah. packed with, with human beings m- creating the opening ceremony. Cool. It was sick. I think what it's done, though, is now everyone's looking for something to be so huge and over the top. Mm. And we are at this crossroads of pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and the Japanese nation isn't exactly stoked to, like, have the games going right. on right now. I think there could have been multiple factors that affected, like, just potential interest in being a part of the Olympics in general and the ceremony. All that being said, I thought it was beautiful. I think anytime that like we have these opening ceremonies, we're getting this really beautiful look at like a culture showing off its like own way of doing storytelling. This is like the biggest artistic piece of the Olympics 
that are still a part of the actual programming. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was awesome. I loved um, all the dance and like different types of dance. They had beautiful, beautiful music. And the only thing that was really creepy was just how they kept playing like loud cheering sounds. I'm pretty sure that those were, were canned. Yes, they were. Uh, and that was a bummer. Um, I, uh, fun, a fun fact, and by fun I mean not fun, uh, uh was that I, like, read a lot about how, um, you, from inside the stadium you could hear the protests outside. Yes. Because inside the stadium, obviously it was, like, empty. Yep. Um, I think, if I remember right, it's supposed to seat, like, 70,000 people. Yeah, just and shy. Mm-hmm. it had under 1,000 people mm-hmm. in yep. it. Um, and, like, during the silent moments, you could hear the protests outside. Sure. Which, like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Because sure, that's the yeah. whole point of a protest. Yeah, it's your country. You should get uh, some totally. say in this massive thing going on. But I think that, like, that's why they were like, uh, uh, applause! Yep. Applause! Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, the whole thing was eerie, just not having really anyone there. Super eerie. Because it is, and the audience is usually a big part of it. They'll use the audience to do, like... The, like, Coldplay wristbands where everybody's got, like, a collar or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it, it, you know, everybody's doing different stuff. But, 100%. Um, but, no, it, that just stuck out to me. And it was very hard at times to, like, not just focus on that. The fact that yeah. nobody's there. Uh, and that, like, the groups of people doing the ceremony was also, like, just a smaller group of people. That, and I, for sure. There's no way that wasn't influenced by... What's going no, on? No, I think you could tell. So everyone was masked except the main dancers and performers. And even them were mostly socially distanced. Yeah. Um, in their work. There was a couple of things that I thought they did really smart. I personally do as like sure. someone who makes theater. Yeah. And a lot of people online were like, how weird. But in such a weird time to create like a massive spectacle. Yeah. I mean, they were having to screw the bottle with the barrel on like everything, right? Yeah. So they, I don't know if you noticed, but they like... All the different, ch- all the chairs are like kind of different colors. I did notice, yes. Kind of creating yes. more of a vibe of a crowd. 100%. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Yes. That was some, I, I saw those and I went, that was someone's job. <laughs> yeah. Was to put down all those little colored pieces of whatever on all of those seats. 100%. 68,000 times. So. Oh, God. What a nightmare. Yeah, truly. Uh, and something I liked that the internet really hated was when they had the Parade of Nations. Yes. Um, they, there was, like, a bunch of local, like, dancer performers that were, like, dressed in bright colors that were, like, at the entrance, like, waving and jumping and, like, cheering. Yeah. Um, to kind of create, like, some high energy as, sure. like, a welcoming committee. Yeah. Um, was it a little dystopian? Yeah. Of course, because the whole thing yeah. is dystopian because there's literally, like, protests outside during a worldwide horrific pandemic while like inside there's a giant pageantry show and i will say they always have people down on the floor for the parade of nations to make like this living like walkway Walkway. but definitely those those sweet performers were getting after it yeah they were like this is so good they were doing the lord's work i was just impressed personally as like an actor i was like their stamina. Like they were, <laughs> they were so happy, and, and there's so many on countries. Hours, <laughs> yeah. hours. Yeah, and they did such a good job. I Shout think, out to uh, artists that are out there being like, "Fuck, this um, is get not that bag, bitch. This is not that bag." Ideal. <laughs> I I believe in them. I think a couple of things I really loved about the opening ceremony were uh, I love that Japan has such a re- rich historic arts culture. Yes. Right? And I love the moments of a lot of its um, older, more classic art forms. Like, there was that kabuki moment, Mm -hmm. which, obviously, I'm a huge fan of because Mm -hmm. studying kabuki is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of that classical music and the performers of that, which were really cool. The music was stunning. All of it. All of it. And then I liked um, the, I just, uh, the building moment where there's like mm-hmm. all these dancers who were like in a wood workshop. Yeah. There was like a little moment that had a little bit of a Santa's elf <laughs> energy. Sure. Usually <laughs> sure. like the Santa's workshop energy. Yeah. But I liked it was it was tapping into that um rich agriculture and history with like um its nature and yes. how it's tied into its um Did you hear about the wood that they used to make like the tables and stuff that they were standing no, on? No, tell me. Those were um the wood was taken from trees that had been planted the last time they had the Olympic Games in <gasps> Tokyo from seeds that each country brought and planted. That is so... Which I love. 
I literally have chills right it's, now. It's I just like got a, a very sweet, beautiful moment. Oh. I also want to call out, and this also made me emotional, and it's a story we have not really chatted about. They are uh, the Tokyo Games so far are the first Olympic Games to play. Uh, play, sorry, the first Olympic Games to pay tribute to the eleven Israeli Olympians that were killed by Palestine terrorists. Yeah. at the Munich Games uh, in 1972. They Will you have tell not, me about that yes, because it, I there was that moment. Yes, where like if if yeah. someone didn't watch the Olympics, the opening ceremony. There was this moment where they kind of went dark, and then they were like, and now we will, like, have a moment of silence yes. for this moment. Yes. And it was interesting, because the broadcaster, or on the broadcast I was watching, mm-hmm. the, like, broadcasters didn't really know that that was coming, and they were like, yes. oh, how interesting. Well, this is a first. Yes. And then they, like, moved on, and I was, I mean, obviously, because we're having a big Israel and Palestine conversation right now yes. in the zeitgeist, yes. I'm curious on, like, what that was. Absolutely. So this was um, the 1972 Games in Munich, as I said. What happened was... Um, 11 Israeli Olympians were killed by Palestinian terrorists who were part of the group Black September. Two of them were taken, um, they were all taken hostage. Two of them were killed pretty much immediately. Then the other nine were killed as the Palestinians were actually trying to remove them from the country. So it was incredibly violent. took place in the Olympic Village. Um, So, I mean, incredibly terrifying. So... There have been calls in the past for the IOC to have some sort of, like, very intentional moment of recognition and, like, remembrance of that. Mm-hmm. In particular, the widows of some of these Olympians have been calling for it since it happened in 72. Okay. And this was the first time it was mentioned as part of the Olympic program at all. The um, IOC will say that uh, they created, like, a place of mourning at the Rio Games for people to, like, go and remember, which I... Understand is meaningful, but it was not what the victims' families were asking right. for, and I don't think, I don't think it was out of line. But the IOC actually said that the games wasn't a fit place to pay tribute to this horrible thing that happened. But the last time a big like call for some sort of commemoration was was had was at the 2012 games in London. It was the 40th year anniversary of this happening, oh. and they were just like, nope, doesn't work with like. What the games are supposed to be. And I'm like, yeah, but it's also, this is supposed to be an event that celebrates the international community. Right. People were killed at these games hosted by the IOC as a huge part of it. You need to stop and, like, face the ugliness of that happening. It was horrific. I have to ask. I So, because, and forgive me. Uh, Lord Savior and everyone listening um, about my lack of, of knowledge around this. I'm curious on like does Japan have a political or um, like a lot are they allies with Israel the way that the US is? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Because this is like obviously a, a horrific event. Yes. But I'm also really curious with the timing of this as like there is, um, I mean, there's always been energy to bring Israel to the light on the horrible, like, genocide yes. and war crimes that they're committing against Palestine. 100%. Um, and I'm just curious, like, in the same way that we're all like, hey, what the fuck? Let's do something about this. And the U.S. is like, but we love them because they buy all of our weapons. Right. I'm a little curious on if Japan is, like, <sighs> allies with them and yeah. is like, don't worry, buddies. Oh, sure. We got gotcha. you. Yes, that would, that would definitely color it. I will say, on behalf of, like, the families of people that lost people in that attack, for the organization that is basically, like, entrust your people to us. We've created this Olympic village. Totally. They'll be safe here. We will take care of them. For, like, those people to then be killed, like, on their watch, basically. Yeah. Like, the least that they could still do <laughs> is just be like, these were people that were, like, here to try to, like build something that was outside of themselves and got murdered. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will no, say. No, I'm with you. They did hedge it during the opening ceremony here at, in Tokyo. Here in Tokyo. Like, we're in Tokyo right now uh, doing this podcast. One can dream. <laughs> they did hedge the moment at the opening ceremony in Tokyo. Within, like, we have lost so many people this year. Like, let's take a moment of, a greater moment of silence for totally. all the people we've lost. Let's also not forget blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. like. I, th- I don't know about the allyship thing at all. 
Um, sorry, and I Internet. don't, I don't want to like shit on. Oh like, no, no, no! They gave a moment of silence for some literal murdered people, and I don't want to be like, fuck you. Right? But <laughs> like, was it political? But the other thing is like, part of me is like, I don't actually care that much if it's political because there were very real, just like individual victims that mm. it was just so unjust. It, you know, if it was other countries, we could also read the political thing into it. But at the end of the day, innocent people got killed yes. by a terrorist group. Yes. And that's just always wrong. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yes. I think I'm just really no, tender we're about, page. like, pro- like Israel propaganda. Oh, of course. Because, like, it's rampant where we're at. Right. And not Tokyo. The U.S. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean that, like, once you get, as you pointed out, the U- the Olympic village is, like, supposed to be a, a place of coming together and um, unity. Correct. Um, it's in... There are, you know, people that look at the Olympics as a time to, like, build international relations and peace and, like, make things better between countries, which not always the case. But and I would say anywhere that a group of people was murdered in any fashion, that place might want to, like, just give, like, a, a hot moment of silence. Like, I think it's kind of great right. that the Olympics were like, this isn't the place for it. And I'm like, it. where else? Right. It happened at the Olympics and you're the Olympics. Like, when are yeah. you going to have that 100%. happen? 100%. Yes. And I think maybe one way to have taken a step back that would have solved some of this potential for it to be like, it's just a political stunt, basically, Yeah, is to have actually had the IOC take some ownership and some leadership yes. and, and uh, host that moment of silence themselves. Mm. Like, then we could have all felt totally cool about, like, we can just come into this moment and not have to worry about it being countries using it as, like, a, a pawn. Yeah. Which is a bad feeling as well. Yeah. Uh, cool. Glad wow. we could just touch in, on that light little <laughs> nugget. <laughs> little moment for the opening <laughs> ceremonies. Uh, um, can we talk about Boat People War? Oh, my God. Bit? Yes. Oh, so good. That was really good. That white dress with all the rainbow ombre. Yes. That the singer wore. <sighs> Incroyable. It was so beautiful. It was, um, oh, my goodness. I have her name written down because it was so um Missia, I mm, believe. I'm yeah. sure I'm not saying No, right. I think you're because right. Because I said. Monaco. Go. <laughs> She's a Japanese singer, songwriter, and performed the Japanese national anthem. In that beautiful dress oh, by designer so Tomo Koizumi. And it was stunning. I was oh. like, oh, that's like every every person that wants to wear a dress, every person I promise wants to wear that dress. A hundred percent. Every person. It was so that's fantastic. That's a moment of peace. That brought, that <laughs> that brought right people there, together. That solved the war. <laughs> that dress? Oh, honey. It at least preemptively stopped one somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. In, in time and space. Someone, someone, someone somewhere was plotting a war, saw that dress and said, like, fuck not it. Not today. Life's beautiful, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I also will say, I know I already talked about the kabuki piece, but just, like, Japanese, cla- like, classical theater, like, no and kabuki theater, mm-hmm. their pieces are so fantastic. Truly. So incredible. So intricate and delicate yes. and intentional. Yes. Yes. And, like, it's all about, like, the many aspects of theater of, like, what does the audience notice and not, and how do you shield or present different parts of um, the human body to tell a story. Yeah. Which I'm obsessed with. Yeah. I'm also a little biased because my favorite WWE wrestler is Asuka. (laughs) Um, And she wears, uh, she comes on the stage in a kabuki mask. And I think it's so fucking powerful. You're like, oh, this is, like, nerd shit. Yes. I love it. Just, like, modernizing... like classical art, right? For contemporary and pop culture, is so cool. Art from the past alive is so yes. me- meaningful and beautiful to a culture. Like it's, it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And that is that's what I love about opening ceremonies is seeing local art, whether it's like very modern or very very o- like old world. Totally, it, it's just so beautiful, and and they really I felt like blended it all together very thoughtfully, which I wasn't surprised. I knew they were going to bring it. Yeah, Every country do does. So. And I'm like, there's like so much time and intention and money that's put into that. Like, oh yeah. I'm, I'm really curious. So you mentioned that the next Summer Olympics are uh, 24 in Paris. And yes. the one after that is 28 in LA. Yes. And I was just really doing that deep dive in my own mind about like there's a lot of current art that I'm, I think I'd be really excited to see. Sure. But when we dive into our quote unquote culture, yeah. like the US doesn't have the history that these other countries do. Right. And so I'm like so curious. I am just, especially when I'm thinking about the US tackling it, because we are this melting pot of so many different cultures, which honestly, 
a lot of countries are these days. Yeah. I am just like, well, and because we do have some people groups that we've done horribly wrong by, where I'm just like, maybe we shouldn't then be like, and oh, your art is part of our art. And I'm like, <laughs> I am a little nervous about it. I, I'm hoping that they can navigate it thoughtfully. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe by the time we've got those Olympic Games, things could even be improved we'll have in solved, certain ways. We'll have solved white supremacy. Maybe we will have started making reparations to people oh, where we should. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, you know what? This is the kind of manifesting I'm interested uh, in. By uh, 2028, the Olympic Games opening ceremony is going to be a celebration of the fact that we've, we've done it. We, we fixed it. figured it out. Oh, honey, I love it. We just got to get TikTok on it, and I promise you this can happen. But TikTok moves faster than God, I have no doubt. TikTok is a little scary. It does the Lord's in work life. in the blink of an eye. It does. You want to write a Tui musical? Done. <laughs> you want to you wanna pronk Trump during one of his uh, oh, man. tour dates? Done. So amazing. Yeah. I love activism on TikTok. I love it. But I also love that corporations like all, like always in all capitalism keep trying to like commoditize it and like direct it one way or another. Yeah. And TikTok's like, fuck you. They're like, hashtag can't be tamed. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically. And and then, and then it is just the Miley Cyrus song (laughs) over and over and over again. She's, she's come back and she's reclaimed her place on the throne. Thank Christ. Welcome back, Miley. (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I I enjoyed the opening ceremony, but I am as much as I love it, I do just also very much enjoy jumping into the drama of sports. Yeah, a hundred percent. I was curious. I was extra excited about the opening ceremony because when we talked about why arts was omitted from the Olympics, mm. um, we specified that the country said, "Don't worry." We're gonna put all of that energy of the arts into like the opening ceremony, right? Um, and the weird so, sideshow that we now host for the arts, which are like, okay, yeah, no, not no hate on people that are part of that whatsoever, but just like, well, no one knows it exists, right? It was so, a, like, a little step down, yeah, a hundred percent from getting a gold medal from your, you know, your fellow countries or whatever. Yeah, but. I so I I was like expecting I don't know. It just kind of sucks that like if it if this is supposed to be a celebration of um, the, like, power and um, creativity and wit of, quote-unquote, like, humankind, mm-hmm. that they're, like, mostly shown through sports, but don't worry, there's a half hour of yeah. sparkle, baby. Listen, it's... Ain't that just the Super Bowl? You know, like, it's all the same. Everybody's like, we gotta appease as many people as possible. We are televising this. Yeah. Get J-Lo up here. Honestly, I feel like television has ruined the Olympics. Which is fascinating because the Olympics probably wouldn't matter so much without it. Not probably. It wouldn't. It would be so unaccessible to most of the population. Like, you just probably wouldn't see the Olympics in your lifetime. But as soon as anyone makes any money off of anything, yep. then all of a sudden, like, obviously it's lost all of its original mission. Yep. Well, on that note, <laughs> can I make you judge stuff, Elizabeth? We got it. Yeah, we've... This episode has been about let's tear this thing <laughs> limb from limb. I kind of have a feeling it's going to only get worse from here, right? Oh, here's the thing. It started off very rocky. The situation remains rocky. <laughs> we will have... More than likely, something goes slightly off the rails. Someone's going to say something they shouldn't, or pee on a, the outside of a gas station looking at you, Locked-y. athletes from America, Lochte Gate boys. Uh, well, yeah, I just something's like, going to happen. I started this podcast being like, Olympics? What a what a fantastical thing to learn about. And then the deeper I get, the more like any single thing that was created under capitalism, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> It's just... It's so racist and mean. These aren't the good old days of the Greek 50-meter sailor swim, baby. Oh, baby. Nobody's out there in the Mediterranean just trying to get from shore to shore. Like... (laughs) Nobody. It's it's quite different. We'll get it back there. One step at a time, we're going to get arts back in the Olympics and that Greek... Those Greek sailors back in the ocean. Get back in the water, boys. (laughs) It's time. All right, Elizabeth. Oh, I'm so ready for this. Here we go. Take me there. So, I had the idea of pulling up pitches for TV shows. Okay. That were around during the time of the Arts and the Olympics that wow. we had been talking about. Oh, this is going to be excellent. Uh, so, the way that this is going to go is I'm going to read off 
five TV shows. Whoa, okay. Uh, and this is going to be a little convoluted. Okay. I would like you to both meddle them. Okay. Um, so obviously there's going to be two that don't meddle. And that's just off of personal taste. Like something that you want to see, something that you want to watch. But then I would also like you to judge which are the three that were real or the two that I made up. Okay. Awesome. So meddle them and then also pick out the two fakes. Yes. Okay. Um, so like I said, uh, I tried, so obviously it's a little hard as the Olympics were around for a lot longer than TV was invented. Sure. So these are all kind of on the, on the very breadth of TV coming to, um, fruition. Great. Over a nice little chunk of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So first TV show. Yes. Is named. Captain Video and his Video Rangers. Okay. (laughs) This was the first science fiction show on television. It aired between 1949 and 1955. The long-running series is set in Earth's distant future. It tracked adventures of a group of fighters for truth and justice, known as the Video Rangers. They were led by Captain Video who had a teenage companion known as the Video Ranger. Okay. So, that is Captain Video and his Video Rangers. Okay. Okay. Number two. Mary Kites Sings. Married Kites? Sorry. Yeah, I can't... I can't spell. No. Mary Kite is a name. Mary Kite. Sings. Sings. Okay. Okay. So, the statement. Okay. Cool, cool. What else? <laughs> this aired between uh, 1936 and 1938. It was first a radio show that then, due to popularity, got brought uh, to television. Okay. Uh, Mary, K- Mary Kite. I keep wanting to say Mary Kate because Mary Kate actually. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mary Kite sings a half-hour broadcast in which the popular... Oh, Mary Kate Kite sings was a half-hour broadcast in which the popular singer, Mary Kite, sang popular tunes from previous decades with various musical guests. The show is most known for its holiday-themed episodes, which featured elaborate sets, fantastical costumes, and guest appearances. Okay. Oh, this is going to be really challenging. Damn <laughs> I, it. Okay, yeah, no, I'm enjoying it, though. Loved making this. I can tell. <laughs> you're, you're just glowing. <laughs> you're blossoming. The only thing that uh, trumps this in this episode is Monaco, and that's We hard. have to let it go. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the past. I will edit it out. Monaco, I swear. you I say. I swear. <sighs> okay. Okay. Um, after Mary Kite sings is... Harry Fries and his musical Saw. (laughs) Harry Fries? Harry Fries and his musical Saw. Damn it. Okay. Harry Fries and his musical Saw was an early experimental television program aired in 1932. So at the very beginning of TV. With both 15 minute and half hour segments. As the title suggests, it consisted of Harry Fries playing the musical Saw. End of end of information. End of, of all information. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Uh, I just I got questions. And you, but it's fine. Yeah. Do you want to ask them now or wait till the end? I, oh, I gotta wait till the end. Okay. Number four. Hints for swimmers. Oh. Okay. Hints for Swimmers was among the earliest regularly scheduled television series. In 1931, it was a series featuring Charles Spear, which aired in 15-minute time slots, where Spear gave hints for swimmers. Oh, my God. How how long (laughs) did this run? Uh, Broadcast. I think just the one year. 1931. All I'm learning about shows from the past is that the title tells you everything. (laughs) And... And by everything, I mean, like, have no doubt yeah. this is all the show. A hundred percent. Captain Video and his Video Rangers. And then the explanation is there is Captain Video and his sidekick is named Video Ranger. Huh. Yeah. Mary Kite sings, in which she sings. Harry Fries in his musical saw. He plays his musical saw. And then Hints for Swimmers. Where we, believe it or not, give you hints 
for swimmers. On television. Okay, give me the last one. It's it's just too wild. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one is Stories from the Frontier. Okay. Deemed the first show on American television created specifically for young audiences. Okay. It aired between 1947 and 1951. It featured host Charles Backer uh, and a captivated group of children. Episodes consisted of both 15-minute and uh, half-hour installments in a cozy living room set. Uh, Episodes feature Backer telling stories of the cowboy Josie Kane. A strapping young cowboy and his various misadventures. Well, wow. <laughs> okay. I did jot down as many little things as I could, mostly because I'm going to have to break this out into, yeah. obviously, what's real and what's not, and then do medals. Okay. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. I do think Stories from the Frontier sounds like it is at least a real one. I buy it. It's not too fantastical, is the reason. I'm not going to let you read my face. Okay, well, I won't look at you. I just won't look at you. Okay, so first on the list of just real ones, stories from the frontier. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, Harry fucking fries, man. And this musical saw. Damn it. I really don't think this is real, but, like, also, I want it to be. You know what I mean? Oh, and it just ran for that little one moment. Okay, but you uh, when you were talking about it, you said 1932, like the beginning of television. Did they have audio immediately to start using at the beginning of time when television was a thing? My understanding yeah. is yes. I also just said at the beginning of time when television was a thing. What I meant was no, at no, the no. beginning of television. Just Don't ever listen to what I say, anyone. <laughs> ever, 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 no matter what. The end. So... I'm going to put Harry Fry's and his musical saw uh, in the not real category. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to put it in the real category. I feel crazy. Okay. <laughs> feeling kooky, feeling fun. But on that token, I am going to put Mary Kite Sings in the not real category. Mm. Reason being? Nope. Oh, man. I just don't think... You could barely say Mary Kite. Why would you make up Mary Kite? You know what I'm saying? I am I'm overanalyzing this. Okay, listener, for your for your note taking, Harry is back in the not real column. Mary is in the real column. Damn it. Oh, this is just just a little more challenging than I thought it was gonna be. Okay, Captain Video and his friggin' video rangers. Versus hints for swimmers. <laughs> Remember, only two of them are made up, right? And, and the rest, three of them are, are real. Okay, I think that <laughs> hints for swimmers is n- not real, as much as I want it to. Charles Spear, fifteen-minute episodes—that's garbage. How does someone program the other forty-five minutes in an hour? Is it just all these fifteen-minute segments? Chaos. I actually will say I love a little 15 to 20 minute episode of anything. So anyway, Hints for Swimmers is going in the not real category. But I, I want to retitle the not category as just Oh How We Wish mm. is the name of that category. Mm. So it's in Thank the you. Oh How We Wish category. Putting um, Captain Video and his video rangers in the real category. Okay. Are you going to tell me now what is real and what is not? Or no, wait until I judge? No, i them. Okay. So can I... So tell me which is on which Here's side. what is up for meddling. Okay. Captain Video and his video rangers. Stories from the Frontier and Mary Kite Sings. Out of the Running slash Oh How We Wish. Harry Fries and his musical song and Hints for Swimmers. Okay. Okay. As far as meddling goes, I feel like Captain Video and his video rangers is going to be my silver medal. Ooh, nice. It just feels like it definitely deserves to be in that top three. And guess what? It is. Mm. Um, Stories from the Frontier just sounds like a little snoozy, so I am going to give it bronze. Even though I... Two are not going to meddle, though. Oh, oh, the not real ones? Wait, wait, wait. Did you want me to meddle... All of them? All five? Oh, I see what you're doing. I was just going to meddle the ones that I thought were real. I love that. Okay, keep going. Okay, okay. Uh, and then, then that would mean that Mary Kite sings against first? 
<laughs> Sorry, I just she said bummer. <laughs> do you want okay. you want to pick one from over here? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, do it. Uh, I just want to give golden hints for swimmers for laughs. Yes, only for laughs. I mean, it's called yeah. hints for swimmers. This everyone hates listening to this because they're like, none of the categories even matter. You everything that you built. You said, who cares? And I'm hoping that they all crafted their own theories. I hope you did too, folks. I can't wait for uh, you to deliver on at least getting us the artwork for the shows that aren't real. Yeah. At some later point in your life when you have a bunch of free time. A hundred percent. Okay, here's the standing. All right. Oh, how we wish uh, Harry fries and his musical saw. Oh, no, my gosh, no. Hints for swimmers is gold. In silver is Captain Video and his video rangers. Bronze is stories from the frontier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just tell me what I did wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth, this has nothing to do with what you did wrong. And it has everything to do with everything I did right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I guess, yeah, can't be mad at that. All right, um, so let's just start with uh, what I made up, kind of uh-huh. uh, lead the gig. Um, I did make up Mary Kite Sings. Dang, okay. I agree. Why did I come up with a name I can't say? It's <laughs> a very good question. It's funny. But it kind of reminded me of, like, a, one of those old, like, variety shows. Yes. Which weren't around until, like, the 50s and 60s, but... I sure. thought it would sound old. The fact that it came from radio first, I was like, that's got to be real. It's yeah. got too convincing of a backstory. Amen, brother. The fan base was like, get Mary's face on my screen. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's made up. Um, and I also made up stories from the frontier. <gasps> oh, I should have known. You're very intelligent. <laughs> well, what I love is I came up with the two most boring ones. I came up with the ones that you would yeah. hear and you'd be like, that sounds normal and probable. And what I really love, the beautiful reality. So I, I just want to give a moment of clapping myself on the back that you voted real for both of the ones I came up with. Yeah. So I feel great about that. Yeah, you're right. Um, and the ones that were real were It's for Swimmers. Which I gave a gold. That feels which good. you gave a gold too. Okay. So it was in 15 minute installments. Maddening. There was six Maddening. episodes. Oh, th- is that even a show? And it was at, well, here's the thing. At the very beginning of television, it kind of seemed like they didn't know, like they didn't have broadcasting for all of the time. So it was like these little <laughs> moments. <laughs> Can't wait to tune in at 3.15 yeah. for my 15 minutes of television for the 3 o'clock hour. Exactly. Chaotic. Okay, well, I feel good about giving gold um, to a real one. I couldn't find any information on how he, like, was he standing there by himself? With like, no water was nearby he at all? in water? Like, right. I, well, just like the beginning of Arts in the Olympics, there's no uh, leftover footage of any of this. Because there wasn't a way to record live television until 1947. Yeah. And this is all live. Okay. okay. Uh, equally as awesome, Harry Fry's and his musical Saw was so. real. So real, of course. That also, once again, was in 15-minute and half-hour segments. And it once was again, him. chaotic. Yeah, chaotic. Wait, <sighs> was it just however long he wanted to play? Got tired. Got tired earlier than I thought. Um, got to have lunch. <laughs> I really love that it was also him by himself. All right? Not a big production. <laughs> Labor costs were low. A lot of these sound like individuals striking out in television <laughs> alone. Truly by themselves. Doesn't it feel like kind of old frontier days where they invented television and they're like, um, who are we going to put on here? Get your, get your, uh, cousin Henry. Doesn't he have a fun saw thing that he does? Let's get him up on there. And then, uh, yeah, lastly, the real one is Captain Video and his Video Rangers. Uh, I loved that it went on for six years. It was super long running and I loved that it was like the first sci-fi show. Mm -hmm. And they, they, in the article I read, they specified that the, the set was like really low budget shitty. Yeah. Specifically that their costumes were old army surplus suits with all the patches torn off and then big lightning bolts painted on. Yeah. Which I think are, that's fucking Uh. awesome. They better have won some awards for those costumes. Absolutely, and then also the uh, the article was like critiquing like the writing, like no one had real names, <laughs> like there wasn't like a single name that was given to anyone on the show. Like we just don't really know if we're gonna have them back or if we'll even remember they were here. Yeah, it was just like Commander, Captain Video, and then various Video Rangers. 
<laughs> Which interchangeable. I love. That's great. So anyways. Um, Hard to put on a resume, though. Thank you so much for choosing the ones I wrote. <laughs> you're welcome. If, either way, you're going to get, like, little compliments. Either I was going to give medals to the ones that were fake that you made up, or I was just not going to get the right ones uh, nailed down on what was real or fake. You know, like... You really stacked the deck in your favor. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I love Everyone that. needs a win. Even in this, like, predetermined competition that is fake for nothing and, like, fantastical that you're like, I'm really upset that I lost. Yeah. It probably <laughs> speaks to something deeper that needs to be, you know, that internal maintenance that needs to be done. Maybe that's why I feel so goaded to do well at this. <laughs> I'm like, if I don't trickle as well... Then what's the point of this? (laughs) What are we doing? Yeah, 100%. That's totally fine. Uh, Well, what a lovely hour. What a lovely hour. Not a 15-minute weirdo increment to throw your entire day off. Thank God we fucking filled your whole one-hour lunch. Now get back to work there, you. You. I hope you enjoy your work, and if you don't, stay a little longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pretend like we're still talking, but we we gotta go, though. Just listen to the uh, outro music. By Aaron Dupuy. Oh, and now that this is the first episode that we're recording once it's out, uh, Aaron Dupuy did our music and Felix Venter Suffolk did our uh, cover art. So thanks, you guys. We're so grateful. Oh, It was right. so fun to work on. Well, oh. as we always say, put your Olympics in me. And I'll put my art in you. Yeah. Angrily, though. Uh, consensual, but angry. angry. Still angry, though. Ferocious. Oh, very mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's art, baby. (laughs) All right, bye.